0: Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirar de Are you hoping to calm your mind, relax your body, or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, you have stopped in for a visit with your friend, Dr. Andrew Michaels, you are always welcome, and he invites you in for a conversation that, knowing him, could go in any direction.
1: Hey, how's it going? I see you're checking out my aquarium. Pretty cool, isn't it? It's a lot of work. Yeah. No, no. It's not a salt water tank. It's just a simple little aquarium. Those are angelfish. Yeah. They're just so beautiful. And that little frog the corner. He he eats shrimp. I give him little packets of frozen shrimp every day. He breathes air, but my god, he stays underwater forever. I, I think he's a clawed frog. I don't know. But he's too small to eat the angels and Can I have some fish in there, clean the tank and some snails, yeah, I love angelfish ever since I was a a little boy. It's a lot of work though, keeping up with a aquarium this size. I'm glad you stopped by to see it. Can I get you a drink? Okay. What are you having? Oh, great. No, it's cool. I like a mojito myself. And I do. I use a mortar and a pestle to crush up my spearmint leaves. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't mix with vodka. I hope you don't mind. I'm a gin man myself. Don't worry, it's the highest top shelf gin. At least I can get around here. I just love the taste of gin. Some people think it tastes like pine cones, but I love it gives that, I don't know, aromatic flavor and taste to a mojito. It just brings out the life in it. Here's a napkin for you. Don't worry, we're friends. We're just friends. I'm glad you came over today. Maybe we can watch some TV. Can I show you a trick? Well, it's not a trick, but it's kind of neat for me. Here, come on over. Sit on my couch. Yeah. I know, don't you love the this new age couches they make with these cool drink holders for the glasses? Just push this button here and see my television it comes out from behind that painting on the wall. It's what I call my James Bond TV setup. I feel like 007 when I put that painting down and the TV rises up into position. It's kind of sexy if I do say so myself. And I know nobody will ever believe me, but my TV really does come out from behind a painting in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. You have to go through the bathroom and you, you cut a hole in the wall and then you put the TV in there so that you can make the painting flush to the wall and then you use this servo motor to raise it up. I love how I have all these gadgets in my house, TV receding behind the painting, 4k television, stereo surround sound, and then we put on an old John Wayne cowboy film and sit and laugh at Oh, those movies are so dated now. so outrageous. My favorite was that. I think it's El Dorado. Yeah, had James Caan in it. And Robert Mitchum now. Dig this. Now, there was more testosterone in this movie than the John Wayne Alamo. His version of the Alamo. Oh, my God, it was terrible. He was trying, but come on. Let's get serious. El Dorado is the ultimate James Uh, Khan, John Wayne in it, Robert Mitchum, even Ed Asner was the bad guy in it, and of course the women were just falling all over the men, oh please please don't, don't go out in the street, don't do it, don't do it, John Wayne, I got a bullet in my back, but I'm not getting surgery. Until after we settled this with that gang of thugs across the street. I love those movies. James Caan, he's got to be so ashamed of this movie role. And I've heard him talk about it, how much he loved working with John Wayne. He was just a young guy then. And he does this horrible, horrible Stereotype of a Chinese immigrant, and it, it's it's so bad even for even for nineteen sixties Hollywood. It's really really bad. It's pathetic. I mean, it's shameful. <laughs> I can't even put it into words. Would you like me to freshen up your drink? Hmm. Okay. Great. Sure. I know. No matter how much I soundproof my house, no matter what I do, you can still hear those trains down the street, can't you? Rumbling down the tracks all night long. That's why I got the aquarium and other sound machines to kind of distract me from it, but you can still hear that train no matter where you are in the- Even in my soundproof studio. Oh... I know, it's... The march of progress, you know? There's something kind of romantic about a... train whistle and thinking about all those movies soldiers going off to war and the women waving mothers crying and their boys all on the train there's always that one guy has to steal that last kiss from his girl and then there's always the one girl that runs down the station platform chasing the train I really just don't do things like that anymore in movies, do they? Now in movies, they push each other on the tracks or rob people (laughs) in the subway. Mm, Yeah. No, James Caan does not get murdered in El Dorado. Um, Nobody does, of course. It's a typical tough guy western. You got Mitchum, he's drinking a fifth a day and he's bowled over from pain from his ulcer in his stomach and being a hardcore alcoholic and he just quits drinking cold turkey and takes on the gang and gets a shower no a bath and he's back to he's fine he's fine all the alcohol and the dts and everything are out of his system he's back to normal he's they need him because John Wayne's down because he's got that bullet in his back and it's bringing him down. You know, it's hitting a nerve and he's stroking out right there on the camera. He only has one lung because he lost the other one to cancer. They, this is uh, one of the movies he made after he lost half a lung and he's still tougher than half the guys in the movie. And uh, then James Conn does this little trick where. The guys are riding down the street. they're gonna run down these horse. you know these horsemen are gonna run down the sheriff or the deputy or something and kill them. So they come charging down the street just firing their revolvers. And James Con runs out in the middle of the street and falls right down in the path of the horses. And it's one of the worst editing cuts I've ever seen. You can tell it's a dummy on the ground and the horses run them over. And then he jumps up, you know, another quick edit. And he jumps up, you know, Hollywood magic. Hollywood magic. You gotta love that Hollywood magic, don't you? Yeah, I thought you did. No, it's okay, we can watch whatever you want. I just, I get on a tangent with these old movies. And he jumps up and... You don't want me to finish my story? It's a good story. No? You don't want to hear it? Well, anyway, he jumps up and he runs back to the side of the street. John Wayne's like, what the hell did you lay down in the street for? Are you crazy, kid? I forget his name. His name's Dakota or Oklahoma or San Diego or something. They always had a name like that, you know? San Diego kid, the Oklahoma kid. And... I don't know what his name was, Tuscarora's, I don't know, Tuscarora's kid, why'd you jump out in front of those horses like that? He goes, well, don't you know, they horses won't step on a man, so when they jump over me, didn't you know that men can't shoot a gun when the horse jumps over in the air? The guy can't shoot straight when the horse is jumping. So the horse jumped over me, the man couldn't shoot straight. He's like, you're lucky you didn't get stepped on, you dummy. You know, I don't know if that's true or not. I, I would never lay down in front of a horse and let it run over top of me. Holy moly, those things weigh like 2,000 pounds or something. Horse would step on you and push your kidney right through your bladder. I don't think that's very good for... It's not very romantic either. And then... I remember, well, I like James Caan. It's it's not that, you know, I have like a thing for James Caan, but he is part of that 70s revolution of actors that just, in my eyes, looking back, they just overact so badly. I know everybody goes on and on and on about Pacino and De Niro and James Caan. It's fantastic actors that we're in the uh, like The Godfather and The Deer Hunter and uh, Dog Day Afternoon and all these movies are great. Uh, Taxi driver. Oh my god. Taxi driver. I have to confess. I I don't know if we're going to be friends after this. What do you think? Am I going too far with my movie lectures? You sure? I love talking about movies. And I got to be honest. Um my favorite Robert De Niro movie, my favorite movie of all time from that time period. God Godfather's pretty good and Dog Day Afternoon's pretty good and there's a bunch of them, you know. Like uh, I don't like Deer Hunter. It's just it's 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 over the top to me. I I know that I'm in the minority, but I think it's a horrible movie. It's just not that good. But Taxi Driver takes the cake. Well, there's followed up really closely by um, that other De Niro movie where he plays a boxer. I can't remember the name of it now. And it's just a Raging Bull. Oh my God. It's a flip of a coin. Which movie is worse? Raging Bull or Taxi Driver? Now, I'm going to tell you why. Because when I watch those movies, I'm not sitting there like, oh my god, this is a slice of Americana culture. I mean, what a time to live in New York City and be a boxer back in the 1940s and 50s. Sugar sugary. Robinson, boy, he was a boxer. He could just kick his ass. No, I'm sitting there laughing my self-righteous, arrogant ass off the whole time. That's right. I propose to you that the movie Taxi Driver with Robert De Niro, Jodie Foster, and many other great actors is actually a closeted slapstick comedy. I'm serious. You gotta give me a a break on this. You gotta listen. You're laughing already, so I must be on the right track. I, I definitely hit your funny bone. Now let me just throw this at you real quick. Okay, here's De Niro. He's playing this Travis Bickle guy. Travis Bickle. Now, come on. All right. All right. All right. It's a Marx Brothers name. Travis Bickle. Come on. And he meets this gorgeous, refined young girl, Sybil Shepherd. And he's like, oh, can I go on a date with you? Oh, yeah. I'm a, you know, I'm an affluent, well-to-do, intelligent, um, well-put-together girl in New York. I always go out with cabbies. That's right, I'll go out with you on a date when you pick me up. Yeah, that happens all the time in New York. So, anyway, they go on a date and he takes her to a pornographic theater. And I'm telling you, I never laughed so hard in my life. Could you imagine you're you're on a blind date with a guy? Pretty much for the most part, it's a blind date, and this dude takes you to an adult adult movie theater, and go, when you're like, um, these aren't the kind of movies I normally go see. I, I I like to watch like Jaws or Close Encounters of the Third Kind or maybe like The Omen or something, you know. Um. I'm not into this Susie Takes Dallas type stuff. It's not my scene, you know, back in the 70s. And Travis Pickle's like, I thought you wanted to go on a date. (laughs) I don't even know what, what they said to each other because I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying. I'm crying my eyes out. And then Harvey Keitel comes out and he's got these platform shoes on. And he, he's dressed up like, I don't know, he's supposed to be a, a hippie or an American Indian. I don't know what he is. And he's, like, talking like, get out of here. Like one of the East Side kids. You know, like one of the Bowery boys. Like, you know, get out of here, you mug. You know? Yeah, why I oughta. And I, I, I can't stop laughing. And then Bickle does the whole, this man... He wasn't taking it anymore. You know, like, the <laughs> whole, you talking to me? You, sit down and watch. You want to, I'll watch it with you. If you don't believe me, sit down with me, watch Taxi Driver. I'll tell you when to laugh. They should have put a laugh track on it. I'm telling you, do you ever watch Riff Tracks or Mystery Science Theater 3000? I always thought if they did. A riff tracks. They didn't even have to talk over the movie; they just need to put up Gilligan's Island or uh, filmed in front of a live audience. You know the laugh track from uh, All in the Family, and put that on there, and just let it roll. I'll tell you, I'll tell you when the to, to laugh, and then Travis Bickle. You know the big, the big, you know meltdown when he's going to kill the politician and all this stuff and he buys all these guns and he's going to be a big hard ass and take on the man and teach society a lesson this is a man that isn't going to take it anymore and he and i'm going to tell you i have evidence that this is a comedy okay uh but i'm going to go i'm going to get i'm going to get to it i'm going to get to it come on here you want me to okay i'll make you one more drink Three mojitos is pretty quick in a half hour a year. You're going to lose yourself here. That's okay. If you want one more, I'll take one. I could, I could use a topper for the evening. And, uh, yeah, I'll just top it off with a little gin, a little juice, you know. Sure, I got some orange juice, you know, if you need the, yeah, healthier that way. All right anyway travis spickle he's gonna take it to the streets he's gonna take down the man what's he do he cuts him he wants to be inconspicuous and kill a politician or rescue this prostitute that he's in love with so what's he do he cuts his hair into a mohawk that won't stand out that won't that won't make people look no and then he takes on everybody and it's the worst wildest gunfight i've ever seen he shoots this guy's... I don't want to get into detail and ruin the, the movie for you. But he shoots this guy's hand off. Now, I'm just letting you know... If you shot my entire hand off... With like a 44 mag... I would just lay down and cry. And I'm a big guy. I can take pain. I'm going right down to the ground. If you blow my entire hand off. This guy gets up and starts fighting him. He's trying to fist fight Travis Bickle. Bickle has to pull out a gun, another gun and blast this guy like two or three times and get, get him off his back. I'm sitting there like, what the hell kind of movie is this? What is this movie? I tell you, I never laughed so hard. And what made me think it was a comedy was I didn't see Taxi Driver... In chronological order. With Martin Scorsese films. The first Scorsese film I saw was a movie that hardly anybody's seen. It had Sandra Bernhardt, Jerry Lewis, Robert De Niro in it. And uh, Tony Randall was in it. It was called The King of Comedy. And I thought it was some really chic, new age comedy. And I said, this Robert De Niro guy is hilarious. He's got such good timing with this Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis was like a comedian. You know, he never did serious movies. And I thought, my God, this is like a... Jerry Lewis is going to have a whole new career doing these comedies with this De Niro guy. And this Sandra Bernhardt it's amazing. Sandra, you got to see King of Comedy just to see Sandra Bernhardt. When she, she, she's a stalker, and she has Jerry Lewis all tied up, and she's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to you, Jerry Lewis. I'm going to give it to you hard. And Jerry Lewis is like, okay, baby. Uh, like, he's trying to trick her, you know, because he's tied up with duct tape. He's like, I can't, like, make love to you, baby, all tied up like this, so cut me loose, and I'll, I'll give you what for, you know. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she's so spazzed out because she's a stalker and she thinks he's gonna give her a little action that she cuts his bonds loose and unties them and everything, and he just man he just punches her right in the face, and then he runs out of the hotel, and she's chasing him down the street in lingerie and high heels, screaming, Jerry, Jerry, (laughs) you gotta see this movie now it was i think a comedy i don't know now because my whole memory is you know, i don't know what's a comedy anymore when it comes to martin scorsese but i mean if you saw goodfellas you know there's some laughs in that movie too but he, they say it was serious i they say it was a serious movie I, I don't know i think he's playing a trick on us like he's you know I I don't, I don't know what he's, what his game is, so anyway, I saw King of Comedy, and I'm like, this is the best movie ever, ever, and the guy says, you think that's a good movie, you should see Raging Bull, I see Raging Bull, and there's Joe Pesci, and De Niro, and they're beating the hell out of each other, and they're beating the hell out of his wife, he's beating the hell out of his own head, I'm like, this guy is a masochist, he's Punching him, knocking his brains out against the cement wall. I'm thinking, this guy has some dark humor in his movies. This Martin Scorsese is one of the cutting-edge comedy writers I've ever seen. And so I was telling somebody, I saw this movie, Raging Bull. Oh, my God, what a movie. They're like, well, if you think that's a good one, you ought to see Taxi Driver. Ooh, that's heavy, man. I watched Taxi Driver and I thought this was this guy's magnum opus of comedy. And I was sitting there telling the guys I love that taxi driver. That was the funniest damn movie I have ever seen. And they're like, What 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 what'd you see? Taxi driver. And they're like, That wasn't a comedy. That was like that's one of the it was a drama. That was a horrible, sad movie. I'm like, What? It, we talk about two different movies? Because this De Niro guy was cracking me up. The Mohawk. And he shoots Harvey Keitel in the gut. And he flicks a cigarette on him. And then he blows the guy's hand off. And the guy keeps punching him in the face. He's dragging the guy up the steps. think he shot the guy's hand off. And then he drug, drug him up the steps. Like, come on. You can't be serious. This is no way. This is a, this is a comedy. And then this girl's like 12 years old. And... How they legally got her to play this prostitute in a movie. I don't know what laws they bent there. It was like a bunch of pedos running around. And then you got this freaking Sybil Shepherd, Like, amazing Sybil Shepherd, And he, he screws that all up. I mean, this is a comedy. Well, needless to say, I was wronged. At least, that's what everybody tells me. Don't even get me started. Oh, my gosh, don't even get me started on Scorsese's later works. <laughs> Did you fall asleep on me? Oh, my God. Oh, I guess you have a three Mojito limit. Well, that's all right. I'll just dump it down the drain and put a blanket on him and pillow and you just sleep it off right there on the couch. I'm tired. I gotta go to bed myself. I hope they enjoyed my talk today. At least you got some sleep. Well, until I see all of you again, try to get some rest and take care. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huelo. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash tirar de The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardahueyo at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.